Amen. Anyone at a place this morning you feel like God won't chase after you or a struggle that might be happening? You know, I think in the last three months, we've been talking a lot about struggles, and uh, some of our songs have went that way, and Heather definitely has gone that way in speaking to them. Um, you might kind of think, I don't know if you do, maybe maybe I overthink this, but you might kind of think, why, why are we always talking about, you know, where we at, and are we struggling, and are, are we uh, trying to get through something in our life, or something coming against us, and why are we doing that? Well, the reason we do it and the reason we're doing it for this season of time is because it holds true. <laughs> These things try to come against us and take and steal our joy and try to come against us and, and rob us of our alone time with God or, or our personal relationship with Him. And we have a tendency to fade. And, um, you know, my prayer, uh, if you will, is still fresh in our mind for 2020, is that we push through these things. And that we realize where the battle really lies because the battle doesn't lie in the flesh. We're not at war against flesh and blood, but against these things that try to come against us, the principalities, the rulers, the darkness, the things of this age and the, the culture. And so in the name of Jesus, we take that deep breath and we say we push forward. And no matter what comes against us, God will chase after us if he has to. He won't impose himself on us, though. It has to be to where we're at a place in our heart where we allow him to come in and give that peace in his word and that love and that grace that only he can give. Amen? I do, I do want you to know as we move into the new year, we're, we're moving out. A lot of you know that God has us to move out, and, and it's in a very subtle way with our, with our love with him. That's, that's it. That's what he's asking us to do. And that can be, uh, as we talk about where, what does that mean, you know, how do we share our life with others, how do we share Christ with others, it can be scary. The number one thing that comes up every time is, well, I'm afraid. And, you know, God says he doesn't give us a spirit of fear, and he doesn't. Um, but I understand that fear. I mean, it's a very real thing, you know. We get become anxious, and how do we do that? And I just want you to know, it's, Trish had never been on a pogo stick before, so Seriously, when I was looking at this video, I thought we'd have a couple laughs, but I want you to know that if moving out scares you a little bit, if moving out with your love of Christ and sharing him with others around us scares you a little bit, I want you to remember this video. We're there to help you. We're there to help you. We got your back, okay? We got your back. All right. So I'm going to look at Vision 2019 that led into this year real quickly. And the one thing is, as we talked about for in 2019, was equipping the saints, strengthening our families, growing our faith. And how does that play out? It plays out like this. As we move closer to Christ and help others to move toward Christ. That's it. It's in our relationship with him. That's the, all of 2019 was about exactly that. And it was based around these scriptures. I am going to uh, say the scripture. I'm not going to read all the scripture, but for the sake of, and a reminder um, that we do have uh, quite a few people that listen by way of web, and of course they don't see the PowerPoint. So when you see me repeating things or hear me repeating things, that's why. So the, it started off uh, equipping the saints. That's that's the mission statement, if you will, of Four Corners for the equipping of the saints for the works of ministry. That's found in Ephesians four twelve through thirteen. And the bottom line is, we need to be equipped as God's people. We come together like this to be equipped. You know, that we might learn what God says about life, what he says in his word about how we're to live our life, how we're to share our life. 
and, and how do we do that scripturally? How do we do that? Because um, seriously, seriously, God's got our back. He's got our back, and he's there. So we, we come together to be equipped in order to face the challenges that God has put before us. But he, with him, right, with him. All right, and then we look at Acts 16.31, and they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and our household. And that summarizes, that scripture summarizes our, our desire to strengthen our families. Not only are we to be equipped as saints, but we're to strengthen our families as we go too. Uh, everyone, in one way or another, is the head of the household of their family. Even if you're a single, you're head of your household, right? But we might have a, a, a father that's the head of a household, a mom that's the head of a household, whatever the case may be. But we desire to strengthen our families so that we can be strong here at Four Corners Baptist Church. And then we want to grow in our faith. And Colossians 2, 6 and 7 says, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. And as we have received the love of God, as we have received uh, Christ Jesus our Lord, the Bible tells us, God tells us, we're to walk in him. We're to literally walk in him. All right, so dreaming big dreams. That's the, the sermon title for this morning, Dreaming Big in 2020. So just in case there's any confusion to what I'm saying, everyone has a dream. And I pray it's a dream that God has put in our heart. And if it's not a dream that God has put in our heart, let's give God the opportunity to put his dream in our heart. So sometimes you might think, how do you do that? That would be hard. Well, watch this little guy. Have you ever had a dream that, that you, um, you had, you'll, you you could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's really hard to to articulate. You know what's in your heart. It's really hard to you know say you know God. I, I really feel like you put something in me, or you have a desire that you placed in me. Uh, and quite frankly, if if you're if you're saved, if you're born again believer, you have, you know. And even if you haven't come to that place yet, there's just something that we know that's there's there's a a void, you know, as we see creation and we we hear of God and we hear of his love and we we start to understand that more and more. God puts something within us. Every single person seriously, sometime in their life, if not right now, is saying I know God has a purpose for me. I know he has a plan for me. And, and what I hear most of the times, and this, this isn't a bad thing, but this is what I hear most of the times is this, and one day I'll find it. Today's the day. You don't ever have to wait to know what God's purpose and plan is for you. We don't have to wait. We don't have to wait. So dreaming big for 2020. Turn with me to Jeremiah 29.11. Whether that's in a Bible, whether that's on phone. You notice more and more I'm not putting Scripture on the, on the screen, and that's on purpose. Because I want us to, be, be, I want us to dig into the Word. I want us to, to uh, 
get used to looking up God's Word. But I'm going to read it too, so if you don't have the ability to do that, don't worry. I'm going to, I'm going to read it. But we're, look, we're going to Jeremiah 29, 11. I am going to read out of the New King James, and I'm going to just put in uh, an ESV translation too, because there's one word in here that ESV translates a little differently. But here we go. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from the captivity. Jeremiah 29, 11. Uh, ESV translates, when you go to the verse 11, for I know the thoughts that I have. ESV will say, I know the plan that I have for you, says the Lord. So I just wanted to look at this in in brevity and then kind of like cast a a vision for 2020. Although next Sunday is going to be the Sunday where that all plays out. We will look to see specific things that we will be doing as a church. it's not, it, so Jeremiah 10 for a moment, it says this, For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. Now, I'm not going to spend the entire time we have together uh, on, on this verse, Jeremiah 29.10, although I will throughout this year go back to this because there is a lot of things in here that come into play. But I went back to 10 for this reason, Jeremiah 29, 10, for thus says the Lord. All right, do you think when God speaks, he means it? And do you think when God speaks, it will come about? Okay, so so just I know I'm, I'm in the middle of this, this story, if you will, uh, and what's going on. But listen, for thus says the Lord. After 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. Here's what I I hear God saying for four corners. Here's what I hear him saying. That he has a heart's desire to take us into a place. And that place is called the world, our community. The place is called our families. The place is called those that God has us to interact with. Everyday life. And he says and he promises, I'm taking this as a principle from that scripture. But he does place and promises. He says to us, he says, go ye there into the world, making disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to observe all things. And lo, I'm with you even to the end of the age. God tells us he will cause what he desires to cause, to happen. That he goes before us. That we don't have to be afraid. And, and, and you know, then it's not that we go out and do stupid stuff. I mean, we don't, you know, we don't say, well, gee, let me go, you know, maybe this is too graphic, but God, I'm going to run off a cliff for you. Or I'm going to do something. No, he's not saying do something stupid. But he's saying take his word and trust him. And when he says to go and share his love, He will go before us. He will cause the things to happen that he desires. He takes it all off from us, and he just says, be obedient and go. That's it. Be obedient and go. So that's when he he goes back, and now as he, uh, verse 11 plays out, 
It says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Who here wants a future? I would think, right? Who here has hope? And it's not a cliche when we say our hope needs to be in God. Our hope needs to be in his word. It is not because if we put our hope in him, he promises to go before us. And he will cause to happen what he has put in us. So now watch. So, so before I move on, what does that mean? That means that it's the word of God that's given to us interpretation by the Spirit of God. So the Spirit of God reveals to us the revelation or the reality or the truth of the Word of God. We don't go forward with God where he says, where he says I will cause things to happen. What he's saying is, if, if we're in his Word, if we allow the Spirit of God to give us the revelation that he puts within us, and then as we go, then as we go, it's not, it's not something where we just pray and go. You know, uh, for example, I mean, I, I even do this sometimes, so don't take offense. But, you know, we should pray before we eat. Why? We're thanking God for provision, right? He's providing food. Let's pray before we eat, you know. Let's pray when we wake up. I mean, we should pray all the time. But God, I'm in the middle of Denny's. I'm smelling the food or whatever it might be, Chick-fil-A, and the French fries are going up my nose, or I like Culver's fries. And we sit down, and all of a sudden you find yourself going, thank you for the food, amen, amen. Let's eat. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that that's all bad because we're, we're doing our best to pray for our food. But the bottom line is what God has and what he desires is that we're in his word. We allow his word to guide and direct us. And as we do, he goes before us. He's the one that sets the stage in everyday life. He's the one that puts the smile on our face, for example, that I talked about last Sunday when you walk in and all of a sudden the person is smiling at you and you kind of wonder why. Well, most of the time it's just a reflection of your smile on them. And if we don't have that smile or that glow of God, then I'm telling you, most of the times people do just kind of look at you like you're crazy. You want an example, don't you? Has anyone here ever had someone try to tell you about Jesus Christ? Raise your hand if anyone's ever tried to tell you. Okay, so how do you think, do you think that if I wanted to tell someone of the love of Christ, if I... If I went up to him, I said, you know what? I just got to tell you about Jesus Christ. And let me tell you about who he is. You know, he loves you whether you love him or not. Because if you don't love him, you're going straight to hell. Now, how, what do you think the response to that's going to be from someone that I'm... Do you think it'll be good? No, probably not. They're, they're going to do exactly what I did when that happened to me many times. I took the front door and I just went, slam! And I slammed it in their face. I, they, I wasn't... I never went... I wasn't a churchgoer. I wasn't a... But I, I, I've actually had, had people do that to me, and I'm, I'm not even knocking it. I'm just an example where they have the heart of Christ, where, where they have the grace that God has given us, and we're to, we're to share that love and that grace with others. So as we go into 2020, God does have a plan for us, but it's a plan that has his thoughts, his grace, his love, a plan that includes his word, not ours. Isaiah 43, 1 through 3 says this, But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, 
Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flames and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Now, I realize this comes from the Old Testament, but that's our God. And again, it doesn't mean that we go, oh, you say when we pass through the flames, I won't get burned. Well, let's start up a campfire. and Let's just test this out. We'll see if we can walk through it and not get burned. It's not, it's not what he's saying, is it? But what he's saying is God's, God's telling us that when we're doing his will, nothing can come against us. And it doesn't mean we won't physically get hurt. We won't physically get tired. It, does, it doesn't mean that things can't come against us. But when God is on our side, what he's saying, he goes before us, and we can trust that. We continue with 43, Isaiah 43, 18. It says this, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild bees shall honor me, and the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people who I am formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. So back at Isaiah, when we're talking about Isaiah 43, thus says the Lord who created us and formed us and redeemed us, has he not called us? We're called. Everyone that, that has a heart to do as God desires, God calls. You will not find someone that says, you know what, I don't know God, I don't know who he is, and, and he's not, you know, I, I could really care less. Uh, well, that's not a calling on their life. Who here in this room, you don't need to raise your hand, but who here in this room would say, you know there's been a call on your life. You know that God is drawing you. You know that God has a desire that you do his will, that you, you, you play out his purpose for your life. So there's always a calling. Going into 2020, God is calling us as a church to go out. God is calling us and, 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 and putting within our heart to know that he desires to go before us. And our response to that is to, is to really take that deep breath and to say, okay, God, I know you're calling us. You're calling me to have a deeper personal relationship with you. You're calling us as a church body to come together and to glorify you. And you're calling us to, to take that love that you put within us and share that love with others around us. There's a response to that. We need to respond to what God is calling us to do. So we press on with, that calling that God has given us, and we're responding to God, and now, now what do we do with that? Where, how does that play out? It plays out in Philippians 3.12. It says this, Not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold for me of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have been apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So I realize I'm, I'm, I'm taking Scripture and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm reading Scripture and I'm, I'm going right into the middle of Scripture. And I, I know that this morning. So let me just summarize this. So there's, there's absolutely clarity on, on what I believe God is saying. God has called us Four Corners Baptist Church. God is calling us to share his love with others. He's asking us to respond to that call. 
He's asking us to trust him and to know that he places as he pleases. For who he brings will come together and glorify him. So God has called us. God wants us to respond to that. How do we respond? It's right here. Forgetting what's behind, we take a hold of what God has given us right here and now. That love in Christ Jesus. And we, we, we move ahead. We press forward toward that goal. That's it. That's what God's calling us to do in 2020. That we would be a church that would honor him. We would be a people that would put him first. We would be a people that would grow and mature in the word of God. And that we would share that growth, that love, that maturity with others. That's it. Continues in Philippians 3.15. Therefore, let us, as many are mature, have this in mind. If, and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. So I gave you a picture this morning with that little boy, right, in that video. And he's just, he's just trying to do his best with, I think, with a lot of passion, quite frankly, trying to go, you know, I got this dream. And, you know, he's trying to spit it out, you know. And he's, he, he just, the harder he tries, the more he kind of like stumbles, you know, over it. And I, and I just really put that picture out here for us to understand, you know, we're all at different places. We're all at different places spiritually. You know, there's a, there's a, a spiritual maturity that takes place uh, the closer we 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 draw near to God and he draws near to us and the more of the word of God he reveals to us. We mature in our, our walk and our Christianity. We mature in our faith. And the thing is, though, is, is right there in verse 16, it says, nevertheless, do the, do, nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, God does not expect us to do more than where we're at. Now, listen to me. He knows where we're at in our spiritual walk. He knows who we are, and he knows exactly where we're at. He is not asking any one of us to do more than we can handle, more than we can do. He wants us to trust him right where we are at, right where we are at. And then we come together as a body of Christ and the different spiritual gifts that he has placed the different talents he's given, whether it's worship, whether it's technical, whether it's uh, Bible study, whether it's teacher, whether it's a greeter, whether it's a host. And for 2020, he wants us to come together as a body and to serve one another that we might be edified and built up and that we might come together and we might have a big hallelujah, Sam, and a praise God, yes, and that we might take that love that he's given us and that encouragement he puts in his body and that we just also so softly move out from this place. And our, here's what will happen. The, the closer we grow to God and the closer we come together and the more we bring our gifts together, our families will be blessed. Our life will be blessed. Our church will be blessed. Now here's where we have to understand, though, this, not, this is not a prosperity teaching. I'm not saying as long as we draw near to God, everything's hunky-dory. We just won the lottery. No, 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 no. Has any of you ever experienced a season of time where you've drawn near to God and it seems like things got worse first? Yeah. And you just go, this is crazy stuff. You know, I'm listening to the pastor, and he's going, draw near to God, and all of a sudden, things got worse, and I, mean, I hear it all the time. They didn't get better. They got worse. Well, let me tell you something. 
Here's why that happens, and then I'm moving on. Here's why when when you you have when you get now I feel like that little kid on the video. <laughs> when my I just I just wanted it all to come out. <laughs> Here's why when you try to draw near to God or you do draw near to God, things seem to get worse. Because the worst was always there. You just never saw it before you drew near to God. For real, I'm telling you. All of a sudden you go, well, wait, you know, I, I, I'm praying, I'm trying to draw near to God, and I'm reading the Word, and I'm, I'm serving in the church. And, and Pastor Tony, it's like things are getting worse, not better. Well, they'll seem that way at first. Because as the righteousness of God and as he, he puts within our heart the things that we should put our eyes on and the things we should hear, and all of a sudden we, we're, we're realizing, well, we really shouldn't be looking at that. We shouldn't really be hearing those things, and we really shouldn't be in this place, and we really shouldn't be talking like that. And, and that's why it seems to be worse. It's not really any worse. It's just that your heart's being enlightened by God and his word to the reality of the, the world around you. That's why we need one another as a body going into 2020. We need to be praying for each other. We need to be helping one another. We need to be supporting one another because those times will come. And it's kind of a transition probably for a lot. But praise God, he's put us together for this purpose, for this day. Okay. So 2020, we will continue to equip the saints, strengthen our families, and grow together in, in faith and I wanted to have us as a church, I purposely put this out here, our TLC groups will be meeting this Saturday. We have groups of people that will be coming together. They, they actually were formed in uh, 2019, uh, about no, October-ish, somewhere in there. But I want us as a church to be praying for the teams that will be meeting this Saturday. We're going to be looking at these three areas, equipping, which is going to be discipleship and ministry, strengthen our families, which will center around events, and then growing together in our faith, which will center around ministry and missions. This is brand new to everyone, even the TLC group. So you don't have to remember this. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. It's a seed I'm planting this morning. But it's, it's, it's a way to look and say, who are we as a church? Where does God have us to go? And, and to be able to focus us. You know, you guys, um, anyone ever go on a family vacation and does everyone want to do the same thing? Does everyone? You know, you find yourself, you, know, you can't even really have a Christmas gathering and, and everyone's not all in agreement, you know. It's hard to bring people into an agreement in our family. Well, it's hard also in the church. So these teams are coming together and, say, and praying and say, God, where can we focus the ministry? Where can we fo focus what you're doing in our life? So how does this all go down, and, and, and how, how does this play out at Four Corners? We're right here. Be praying for our TLC groups that will be meeting this Saturday because we'll come back from those groups, and we'll say, okay, here's where we feel God's leading us, and we'll go into that. So I said a lot this morning. I know. I know. I, I, I played that little video because I knew and it would feel like just – you know, Pastor Tony got up and went, blah, 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 blah. but I guarantee you, we, we're recording this right here. Just listen. Once I post it on the website, go back, listen to it 10, 20 times. You'll be okay. You know what I mean? 
It'll be fine. All right, I'm just kidding. But it does. It probably would be good to go back sometimes to sermons that we post because sometimes there's a lot of content and it doesn't give time to really let it soak in. And, and I, I understand that. But that's why we have small groups and that's why we're going to start going into places where we can meet as uh, smaller groups of people. You, we already have some. You, I showed pictures of them. But 2020 is going to look different, you guys, than 19 did. But we've been being equipped for this time. So even though it's going to look different, don't be scared. Don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. My question for this morning, are you here this morning? And as I talk about the love of God and the love of Christ, is that reality for you? Is that your reality? Have you ever come to that place where we, we understand the Word of God says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned, and fall short of the glory of God. I mean, do we understand in our hearts that we do fall short of God's glory? Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of our sin, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Have we come to that understanding? Do we realize that we are separated from God because of our sin? But God's desire was that we would not stay separated, but we would be reconciled to him, brought back to him. Because it is. And then Romans 10, 9 says, if we confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we would be saved. But it takes an action. It takes that, that understanding that we are separated from God. His desire was we didn't stay separated, that he sent his one and only son that would would be crucified, buried, but would rise again. We call it the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And is that you this morning? That you know that your sin separates you from God, and he's putting on your heart the need to be saved, the need to reconcile to God through his son Jesus. Only he can really reveal what that means. Only he can really reveal to your heart whether you need to bow your heart, you need to go before him, you need to receive that truth that Jesus Christ is your Savior. The Bible says, Jesus himself said, repent and believe, repent and believe. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your grace and your love. We thank you for sending your one and only son that we might live forever with you and I know some of these words, I don't know, they can seem foreign, but your word is clear that we would love you, we would put our trust in you, and we'd put our trust in your son as our, sa your son as our Savior, and right here and now, we repent and we believe. We repent of the sin that separates us from you. We put our trust in your son, Jesus Christ, that you clearly say and tell us in, our, in your word that has come that we might be saved. And we, we, we do. We believe he, he died on the cross for our sin. And we put our trust in him. And we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.
Yeah, amen. You know, um, I know that was a little difficult to hear, and, and the texts aren't used to bringing me in with the music. And uh, But you know what? I, I hope that it becomes commonplace, quite frankly, Amen. that as God stirs and he moves out, that we literally have an altar call, per se. It's, it's not always asking someone to the front, but it's, 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 it's coming to a place and asking people to a decision. You know, it's it, do we do we go with God or not? Is He stirring in your heart? Amen? Amen. All right. So even in the middle of all of this, we have a young man, and I'm gonna. Can I have you introduce him? I mean, and and you might think I, I asked permission. Don't think that if you if you did come forward and you asked for prayer, I'm not gonna put you on the spot. And but I asked permission uh, for him to be introduced. So so uh, and and with a joyful heart, he said yes. So can we introduce? Can you just come up here a minute? Come here, young man. Awesome. Awesome. And who, who is this to you, Margaret? This is my son. Your, your son, okay. Now, are, is he the oldest or? Oh, yeah, okay. And what is your name? Marfiel? Okay. Marfiel comes before us this morning and says that he has repented of his sin and he's asked Jesus to be his Lord and Savior and as of amen and and you know we we're not ashamed of that the one true fruit of that is that you're not ashamed to speak that now his heart might be beating a million miles an hour because i can feel it on his back but nothing to be ashamed of it's it's to be expressed and it's to be shared and he also said that he desires to go through the baptismal waters so that's a praise to god yes yes Keep praying, Mama. <laughs> yes, Amen. That and that's our that heart is our heart for our families, that that none would go astray, and that that we keep praying. Right? Don't give up. Don't give up, and keep praying for another seeing right there. I'm going awesome. Good seeing you guys. God bless you. God bless your family. We'll talk more about baptism. Amen. God bless you. Have a seat. Have a seat. Yes, ma'am. God bless you. So as we depart this morning, we depart with a song in our heart, with confidence in him, not us, knowing that God has us to go out to strengthen our families, to be equipped, to grow together in faith. That's our call for 2020. It's always our call. But let us go knowing God is real and God is good. Hey, um, I, I, if you don't mind me saying, um, you know, we talk about spiritual gifts. My, my main spiritual gift is discernment. discernment. And uh, might I say that I feel there's several of you that God's really speaking to this morning. I mean, I don't, I don't know that. I just feel like God's revealing that to me. I'm not trying to be mystical. But I want you to know, if God is stirring up your heart in the way of salvation, or if God is stirring up your heart, and you just go, man, there's something different. God's trying to talk to me. Connect with me on our, our website, 4cbc.org. If you put, you want to talk to someone on that, you just go to connect, it goes to me. Please, write in there, Pastor Tony, I don't know what's happening. God's stirring my heart. Can we talk? Can we meet? 
you know, whatever the case may be, if you're a lady, my wife and I will meet with you. Don't, don't let God go. Let him stir up your heart. Move toward him. All right? Move toward him. All right, so God is good? All right. Well, God bless you as you leave. Don't forget to sign up if you're uh, going to the membership group class or if you're a TLC member. God bless you.